Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Worth Playing For podcast. Uh, this is going to be the episode 31 of my Complete Survivor Rewatch series, where I'm going all the way from Borneo to Winners at War, talking about every single episode of Survivor. And today's a big day. Today, I'm finishing my coverage of Survivor Africa, season three, um, as I talk about episode 14, entitled The Final Four, No Regrets. Um, and so here we are at the Africa finale, right? Um, and I got to say, I was more excited to watch this finale than I was to watch either the Australian um, Outback one or the Borneo one. Just because, like, really anything could happen here, right? Although we, I've said that, you know, um, so going into this episode, I have my power rankings. Lex and Ethan are both at four. Um, Tom is at one and, and Kim is at zero. And Tom has a, has a good game, right? He, he's played well. Um, and his chances of winning a jury vote against Ethan and Lex are, are probably pretty good. The thing is, his path there, it looks so bad after this last episode, right? Um, he's, Lex and, and Kim are completely turned against him. Um, and, and so, you know, even in this dream scenario that Tom makes the final three, he needs to win out at this point um, to win. And that, that's not great odds, right? That's a 1 in 12 chance of winning um, if you're Tom, which, which isn't amazing. Um, so... Uh, so yeah, that, that, that's pretty much where, where we land after the last episode, right? Because Lex and Kim didn't end up going with T-Bird's plan, but, you know, we kind of have to assume there was a verbal agreement between Lex and Kim that, you know, because we now hate Tom, you're in. Um, and so if Kim did not win that immunity and say Lex did, who knows what would have happened? Maybe they vote off Tom, maybe they vote off Kim. Um, but either way, it's just not looking good for Tom here. Um, and... Like, I, I give a lot of credit to Tom, right? I think he played a good game. It's just he he never really did, like, he never really did what he was saying he was going to do. He was constantly, he was really well positioned. Um, but he started to run out of road. Um, and, and these close relationships he had were just not close enough. Um, so we'll, we'll really continue to analyze that as we talk more about day 37 here. Um, but yeah, so really excited to get into this Africa finale. Because I think it definitely is more interesting, right? Um, the Australian Outback one was pretty boring, um, and the Borneo one, I think, is, is obviously a classic episode, but I think, you know, everyone knows that, like, that Richard Hatch wins that season, and everyone more or less knows how he wins as well, right? Everyone knows his move at the Immunity Challenge. I kind of forgot how this Final Four shakes out a little bit in Africa, and there's a little bit of controversy in a couple cases here, um, but let's talk about that here. So we get the big wrap of the recap of the season, right? Uh, the tension at Samburu, the swap, Lex's hunt for the mystery voter... Um, just, and then just, again, the beautiful scenery of Africa. Um, and Lex was poised to go home at the final five, uh, but he did win immunity and T-Bird played her final card, um, her final move, and threw Tom right under the bus. And it didn't work at the final five, but it planted a very important seed uh, for this final four and just moving forward in the game. So we get to day 37, um, and we're now at the final four. Right? So they get back to camp and they're celebrating, you know, this is their accomplishment, right? This is what they hoped they would do. They made the final four, um, and this is, you know, the final four bronze, they really made it to the end, um, and so big, big, you know, they're celebrating, and rightly so. Um, and, and, you know, T-Bird's final play worked, right? Lex and Kim, they are starting to conspire against Tom. They get Ethan on board. Um, and, and so, you know, we can definitely see that there's a plan in place that Tom should be going next. I'm not sure what would have happened um, if Lex and Ethan had won. I'm sure they, they're probably not too mad that Tom did go out here. Um, so I guess we'll never know. Um, in the morning, Kim says it's day 37, so exactly five weeks we have been out here. Um, I thought a teacher would know that that is not correct. Um, 
because five weeks is 35 days, uh, but whatever, I took issue with that. Um, so this is where Lex decides to have his co- confrontation um, with Tom about the information that T-Bird gave him. Um, and Tom says, you know, I don't think I told Lex anything, but he, he says in the confession, right, if I did, could you blame me, right? Lex has been out in front all season. He's been a huge target all season, and, you know, it, it was in Tom's best interest to conspire against Lex. But the thing is, you know, Tom never, Tom really only had one chance to pull the trigger, and that was at um, the final six, and he didn't. So he he was conspiring against Lex and throwing Lex's name through the mud for for four different rounds, for four weeks of the show here. Um, he never acted on it, and so that's uh, going to come back to, to bite you at some point, right? And here it's coming back to bite Tom. Um, and then, you know, Lex says, like, did you ever try to get me out? Like, were you ever conspiring against me? And Tom's like, well, yeah, of course. Um, like, I heard the plan. I didn't say no. Um, and Lex gets super mad. And Tom is like, well, you were working with Brandon and, and you liked him better than us. And the two kind of just get in such a heated argument here. And Tom says, sure, I could have voted for you. I talked about I talked about it, but I never did. You're still here. And then Lex takes issue with that and says, you know, I'm not here because of you. I'm, I'm here because of me. And, and the two are, are really splitting apart here. Um, and they've really realized that this, this chess match, the two of them have been playing since the final nine. It, it's in the end game now, right? Um, it, it's they, they see it as it's either going to be one of the two of them. The problem is, um, like, look at this final four. And even look at the final five. Every single person left has Ethan as their number one. Um, and so, like, Ethan is, is sitting pretty, right? He probably wins against... I don't know if he wins against Tom. I think that's debatable. Um, because I, I think Ethan probably does get Lex's vote, Kim's vote, um, and, and I don't know what other votes he gets there. Um, maybe T-Bird. Um, so he, he Ethan might lose against Tom, but the thing is, that's probably it, right? Everyone wants to take Ethan. Ethan wins against almost everyone. And so Lex and Tom are, are so distracted with competing against each other that they completely can't see that the biggest threat is is hiding right in front of them. Um, and, and so just... Like, I don't, again, I don't know how much to credit Ethan because I think a lot of this is just Ethan being a good guy and I don't know if that's like incredible strategy. Um, but you know, it, I have to give Ethan some credit, right? Like he's playing a good game um, and, and definitely a better game than them too. I don't know if it's a dominant winning game for sure, but it, it's better than Lex and Tom. Um, and again, this is what happens to Tom when you conspire to get Lex out four rounds in a row and never actually do it. Um, when you have the opportunity and you never did and the information is getting out because everyone left knows that you were trying to get Lex out um, and you never did. So it, it comes back to bite him here. Um, but, you know, Lex and Ethan do say that they want to stay true to the Alliance. The three of them had a pact and, and getting to the final three should be their goal. So still super unclear that like if they did end up, uh, if one of them did end up winning immunity, who would have gone? I'm not sure. It looks right now that it probably would have been Kim. Um, and then we have the final two of Lex and Ethan, where I'm tempted to say that Ethan wins that. Um, but who knows, right? So they get to the tree mail. They know this is going to be the final comrades challenge. Um, it'll come down to who gets, who knows their former tribe mates the best, right? Everyone is helping each other study. They know that Kim is going to be pretty strong at this challenge. Tom can barely remember everyone's names. Um, so Tom might be bad, but he actually is pretty good here, right? Um... And so, you know, we, we get ready for this Fallen Comrades Challenge. So here are kind of the questions. I'll breeze through it until we get to the big question at the end here. Um, so what rank did Frank, Frank reach in the army? Staff Sergeant. Nobody gets it. 
Um, Rich Survivor said, one of their favorite hobbies is manipulating men. Um, Kelly, everyone gets it. Who was the first to hit a target in the archery competition? This was Lindsay. Tom gets it. Only Tom. It's a good move from Tom. Whose children are these? And again, if you're, if you're thinking about this in the meta, right, it can really only be T-Bird because she's the only one with kids who they saw her video. Um, because the, everyone needs a fair shot to know this question. And because they saw T-Bird's video, it has to be T-Bird. Um, obviously, it's, it's another thing to know their names, Ellie and Tyler, but everyone does get it right here. Um, in which city and state is Jesse a deputy sheriff? Obviously, I don't think this would have been a question if, if T-Bird was in the final four. Um, but everyone does get it. It is Orlando, Florida. Um, which survivor has a tattoo of a black widow spider and where is it? It's Brandon on his back. Um, and Lex and Kim both get the, the, the points now and, and Tom and Ethan only get one. Um, so right now, Lex, Tom, and Kim are all have three. Sorry, I don't know how much they have, but they are all one ahead of Ethan. Um, who are Sage Hunter and Jocelyn Rose? That's Frank's kid. Everyone gets it right. Um, and now we get to the big question, right? So the three of them have a one-point lead on Ethan. Um, and so any of them could win at this point, right? It's down between Kim, Lex, and Tom. And the question is, which female survivor does not have anything pierced, including her ears? Kim says Kelly, which is correct. Ethan sends Lin Ethan says Linda. Lex says Lindsay. Tom says Jesse. And so this will cause controversy controversy at the finale when Lex learns that um, his answer of Lindsay was also correct. Um, from a meta perspective, I think he should have been smarter than this to know that they wouldn't ask a question about Lindsay um, because Ethan and Kim never spent any time with her. Um, and so Ethan and Kim wouldn't have any shot at knowing what piercings Lindsay had. So they wouldn't ask a question like this. So although I, got, I, I feel bad for Lex that he his answer was technically right, um, you also have to think a little bit in the meta here and know that they wouldn't ask you a question about Lindsay when half the people left in the game never even really met Lindsay at all. Um, so the, it should be a little bit more clear that it is Kelly here. But it will cause an uprising. Um, they're both given a runners-up prize of $100,000. And, you know, the rumor has it, it's pretty much a handshake agreement that if there's an All-Stars, they're both going to be on it. Um, because of this controversy, because, you know, who knows what could have happened, right? If Tom, And, and that makes me think that maybe Tom would have stayed if, if Lex had won this challenge. Um, because, or maybe they're just playing it up for the legal case, I don't know. But if Lex does win, they vote off Kim, it could have been anyone's, anyone's game at that point, so... Um, they do get a bump up in prize money, um, and it's more or less con it's more or less a rumor that you know they're offered a spell on All Stars to make up for this controversy as well. Um, so Kim wins, right? Kim wins this immunity. She gets that final point, and she wins immunity at final four, really screwing up the plans um, for the three guys to go to the final three together. We see Kim vote for Tom. Ethan is you know having a tough time casting his vote. He's almost in tears. We don't see it. Um, he says, you know, it wasn't supposed to be this way. So another kind of confirmation that Tom wouldn't have gone if Lex did win there. Um, and it, it's it pretty clear that Ethan's voting for Tom here. We see Tom vote for Lex. Um, and the votes come up, right? Three votes Tom, one vote Lex. Um, and everyone has a pretty heavy heart as they have to send off one of their own. Um, in their final three lines, you know, did not make it all the way. Um, so big bummer for them. Obviously not what they were hoping for, as Kim kind of puts a wrench in their plans, right? And Kim winning these final two immunities is, I don't know if anyone saw, saw, saw that coming, including Kim. 
um, that she's really gonna, you know, play kingmaker here and, and really decide the outcomes of the season. Um, so you know, tough vote there, um, and so we do get a three to one vote for Tom. And so this is Ethan's confessional. This is the exact thing I did not want to happen. It's not personal. It's not personal. It's any man for himself. And I have no prayer of beating against beating you against the jury. I respect you more than anything in the world. You carried me all the way, and I thank you for that. Um, so yeah, Tom probably, I think, would have beaten both Ethan and Lex in a jury. Um, but uh, like, unfortunately, he just doesn't have the relationships. He, he's completely out of himself as a target here. Um, and he didn't really have a path towards the end. Um, and so good game from Tom. I'll kind of, you know, re revisit his game as it gets to the final rankings at the end of the podcast. Um, but, you know, great stuff from Tom. Obviously, he was such a jury threat. Um, I do kind of think this is best case for Tom in a way. Um, I don't think he was definitely an out-in-front strategist like like Lex did, like Lex, Lex was, or like Lex did. Um, but he, he definitely has a, he's a great social game. He made those connections. It's just he he's ran out of road, right? Um, he he bit off a bit more he can chew in terms of targeting Lex and was never able to get it done. That does end up sending him home. And he says, "Well, well, look at old Big Tom now." Woo, it's been a journey, and I do want to say a special thanks to Lex and Ethan for making an alliance with me and being men enough to stay with their alliance. Without y'all, I couldn't have made it this far. Hey, love, peace, and higher grace. Big Tom will talk to you later. Clux Tom. Um, so yeah, what a character. Awesome guy. Um, and yeah. So let's move on to day 38. Um, and we, we pretty much cut right to Jeff waking them up early in the morning to go through the rites of passage here in Africa. Um, and this whole thing is the walking north and through the torches of the voted out tribe mates. Again, this is going to take a good chunk of the episode. I'll yada yada through it. it. Seems like a pretty spiritual experience that they're all kind of taking in. Um, they go down this, you know, northward path. We get small confessionals of each voted out castaway as they pass their torch. Um, they they go through everyone. They kneel down in front of the elders who douse them in some sort of, you know, milk and blood mixture thing. Um, and just perform a ceremony for them. It looks like it's pretty cool for them, but obviously, um, again, not not like a focal point of the episode for sure, but definitely a good way for them three to wrap up their experience. Um, and so we get to the immunity challenge, right? And they started so early in the morning, right? Jeff was waking them up when it was pitch black dark. Um, Lex said he was on watch all night. He's not feeling right. Um, so that is the stakes when we get into this immunity challenge, right? Um, so that they get there. We have the classic hand on a hard idol. They have two stumps. They have to stand on them and, and keep their hand on the on the idol. So we get a series of shots. Um, they definitely don't spend too long on this challenge. And then we see Ethan just randomly slip at around two hours in. Um, and it's definitely a weird one from Ethan, Ethan, right? Like people kind of speculate, you know, maybe he pulled a Richard Hatch. Um, did he know they both would take him? Which, which is true. Um, they, they obviously both would take him. I don't know if he knew Kim Johnson was going to take him, um, but he probably had a, a good hunch about it. Um, so speculation, you know, maybe he pulled a Richard. Uh, that's not what happened. The story is, and, you know, whether this is true or not, I'm not sure, is that the production person vomited into their hat or something during the challenge because of the heat or because of, I don't know, Lex or something. And Ethan, who has a fear of vomiting, um, got distracted and, and lost concentration. Um, that, that's the story. That's They say why why Ethan dropped out of the challenge. You can see he's super frustrated. He's super like disoriented and, and mad at himself. Um, and I, I tend to believe this is true, right? Obviously, Ethan is, isn't a competitor. Um, as a goalie, who's someone who has you know great balance, I would assume Ethan do, does a little bit better than this, but he just lost his concentration and he's out. Um, and he tells us from the sidelines that Lex had stomach problems all night. 
building up that that foreshadowing that Lex might slip off here. Um, he was up all night during the watch and was struggling even before the challenge. Um, unfortunately, it, it just makes him so weak that after around three hours and 20 minutes, he does fall off. Uh, Lex just can't handle the pain from his stomach and the, you know, the digestive problems that he's been having. Um, and Kim wins the final immunity here. So it's it's out of their control and all right. Like not only did Kim throw a wrench in the fin- the, the plans by winning the final four immunity, she's won the final three immunity. Um, and she knows like she can't beat any of these guys. So she's really going to choose the winner here. Um, she's deciding who wins this game. She's going to pick who she likes more, who she thinks deserves it more. Um, and that and that's pretty much it. So, um, yeah, so that that's pretty much where we're at in terms of the final three now. Um, and we, we pretty much just go right to tribal, right? Like, we have Kim having immunity. We don't get too much suspense. Um, Lex and Ethan, you know, they know it's out of their hand. They kind of confirm their bond with one another. Um, and we can assume that they, they probably would have taken each other just because they're so close. Um, they both feel pretty vulnerable as Cam has turned into the Kingmaker here. And um, when they get to tribal, everyone is pretty impressed with Kim. Like, she's really, you know, proud of herself that she won that immunity. The other two agree that, you know, the strongest one won. Like, them two, they, either way, they, they didn't concentrate enough. Their bodies weren't up to it. Um, so Kim Johnson deserved that immunity, right? Um, good on Ethan and Lex for not making excuses. Um, and, you know, both of them get a chance to do a final plea. Lex says, vote your heart. There's no hard feelings. Ethan says, do what makes you feel good inside. Um, so, you know, no no real desperation either way. Um, but we do see Kim go to the voting booth. She gives an emotional confessional. We don't see who it is, um, but Jeff does pull out the vote. And the 14th person vote out of the game is Lex. And, I mean, hands down the strongest version of the Fallen Angel that we've had here. Um, the Fallen Angel being the third place finisher who... Um, you know, is it, voted out right before the um, finals and the final tribal council. Um, and we're going to see another really strong contender here uh, next season with Kathy. Um, you know, it, he said and he believes that he would have beat any any of the final four in a jury vote. I'm not sure if that's really the case. Um, I've already said I think Ethan beats him. I think Tom beats him as well, just because so many people aren't really big fans of him. Um, and and so I don't know if he has as good of a shot as he thought he did. Um, but I mean, he plays a great game. That's the way, you know, we want our survivors to play, right? Super hard, super fast. Um, he's out in front. He's not like, he's not scared. Um, he's doing his thing. Um, it was super entertaining to watch Lex here. I think this is almost best case scenario for Lex. Um, like, I, I don't know if I can see Lex winning survivor if he, if he did not on this season. Um, just because he, he does a lot of, you know, unnecessary bad moves, right? Like, he should have been in complete control from the final line on, right? Even if you think it's Kelly, just keep your composure. Um, you don't have to vote off Kelly. Just, just vote off Frank or vote off Brandon. Keep your five. Um, but he, he puts himself in danger really unnecessarily for a couple times. Um, and, and a lot of that really could be avoided. So, um you know, I, I had Ethan with a slight edge of him in the power rankings. I do think Lex did a great job in the last couple episodes of navigating a little bit. Um, but, but you know, Lex navigated those last couple episodes really well. And, and that really highlighted, you know, the player that he is. He, he knows the strategic game. Um, it's, he, it's just he always kind of overplays his hand a little bit. Um, and between him and Ethan, I do think Ethan plays a better game here. Just because Ethan, every, he's everyone's number one. He has a very good shot with the jury. Um and, and Lex just, he was just so in your face about everything, right? Um, 
and, and so Ethan definitely made less mistakes, but he also hid behind Lex. So I do knock Ethan for that, but overall, I have more faith in, in Ethan as a player overall. Um, and again, I, I think this season is a little bit best case scenario for Lex. Uh, we're going to see him have another run in All-Stars where he kind of, um, you know, doesn't do the best things for his game at every, at every chance in time. We'll say that. Obviously, we'll get to that down the road. Um, but, you know, what I will say with Lex is he's probably the first person out of these three seasons that... He gets voted off and he leaves the audience saying we need to we need to see him play again um like he's the first really entertaining character um that it, it, he's some, there's something really compelling about lex as, as a character and as a tv personality and he came so close to winning um and so i think out of everyone besides you know maybe a sue hawk maybe a colby um he is really the first person that he he leaves and we're like we need to see him play again and again, I think Kathy is going to have a similar effect next season. Um, so Kim's confessional uh, says, Please forgive me. This is probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do. You've been an incredible competitor, a great friend. If I could come up with a wonderful reason, I'd love to give it to you. I know we'll always be friends. And Lex says, I can honestly say I spent 38 days here. I played as hard as I could. I played straight and honest and true. And Mom, Cat, I don't have any ill feelings. I've got no problem with the vote you cast tonight. You had to vote somebody out. It was a tough call. And on his way out, he, he wishes Ethan con- congratulations. I would believe that, that that's a congratulations on winning. Um, and, 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 and everyone knows at this point that this season it is Ethan's to lose, essentially. Um, so yeah, that's, again, I'll recap Lex a little bit as we get into our rankings at the end. Um, but let's move on to Tribal Council, right? Um, Kim, you know, reaffirms her pick of Ethan. She likes Ethan better. She's closer. Um, and Ethan just seemed like a little bit more of a humble, earnest person. Um, so she essentially just gave Ethan a million dollars, right? So the two of them celebrate. Um, they do a pretty unceremonious, like, goodbye to their camp. They kind of just take off and prepare for Chapel Council. Um, and, so, you know, Ethan goes into this thinking that he has the guys' vote and votes and Kim has the girls' votes. And Brandon is probably the swing vote. If that's truly what he thinks, and that's not a terrible read, um, if that's truly what he thinks, he should probably do a better job at addressing Brandon, but we'll get there when we get there. Um... But, you know, I, I think it's probably good from Ethan that he is underestimating himself a bit because he, he probably has almost every vote locked up. Um, and he's going to lose two votes here. Um, but So it's probably good that he underestimates himself, but he's overall not great in front of a jury. Um, so we get some jury confessionals as they head to tribal council. Um, they all kind of say, you know, it's un- an unlikely final two um, between Kim and Ethan. Everyone, I guess, expected it to be either Tom or Lex because those two are really running the season. Ethan was just the good guy. Um, and we kind of, we're going to see that again. I don't think we, we see it again until maybe like a Danny or an Aris, just kind of the good person who, you know, they, they weren't dominating the season. Like, and I think for the most part, they always make the right move, but they never really play like an exceptional game. It just kind of, it falls upon them and they do enough good to win the game. Um, and so I, I think Ethan is probably the better out of those three of, of Danny and Aris. Um, but I, I think the kind of games they play are, are more or less similar. Um, that they're just kind of the, the good person. They, they do the right thing when they can. Um, but there, there's not a lot in terms of ensuring that their path is going to be true. Um, so I, I have a lot of respect for Ethan in this game, but it's definitely not like a dominant game here. Um, and, and so, you know, it's an unlikely final two for sure. Um, Brandon's happy. He gets to vote against someone he doesn't really like. I think this is Kim. Because he says he, he came into this council voting for Kim, so I'm not sure. Um, Tom says he knows who he's voting for. He's going to ask a stupid question. 
um, and Kelly is ready to see fireworks. So they, they arrive at Chabot Council, they do their opening statements. Um, Kim says, you know, I can't tell you anything you don't already know. Thank you, everyone. Ethan says he sets goals for himself. He wants to prove that a good, honest person can, can win this game. Um, so no, nothing really stand out. And I mean, no real standout performances from either of them um, in terms of the jury. I'll go through the questions really quickly here. Um, Brandon says he doesn't know who to write down. Um, and he doesn't really know either of them really well. Um, so if the two of them were sitting here, who should win? Who, who should win? And they both say Lex here. Um, which, is, which is good, I think. Um, it's probably the right answer. Um, it's what they both meant. Um, and then Brandon says, who deserves the least? And Ethan says, you. I, I gasped. Like, I, it's such a such a bad answer from Ethan, especially when he, he has identified that Brandon is the vote that he needs. Um, and Brandon is going to vote for Kim for the sole reason that Ethan bombed this question. Um, so big yikes from Ethan. Um, Kim says, Tom... Um, because, you know, he was maybe not supportive of women, which is probably the right read. Um, I don't mind this. Like, I, Tom is definitely voting for Ethan no matter what. There was obviously some sort of follow-up between Kim and Tom a couple days ago that we didn't see. Um, so you might as well dunk on Tom any chance you get, because what's the harm? Um, Lex asks them what their first selfless act is going to be. Um, Kim says the Wamba Project um, with, with AIDS relief, I believe it is. Um, Ethan says the hockey sack thing inspired him. He wants to start an inner city soccer league. Um, and obviously Ethan will go on to do a ton of good um, with, with both of these things. Um, Frank says, what are five characteristics ultimate survivors should have? Ethan says willpower, strength, integrity, intelligence, and a bit of luck. Kim says respect, thoughtfulness, flexibility, love, and understanding. Two very different answers. Um, with this type of thing, I think you have to know your audience. And because Frank is asking this, I definitely think strength and willpower and integrity is what Frank wants to hear. So I, I think Ethan probably wins um, and confirms Frank's vote here. So um, he's lost Brandon's vote. He he already had Lex's vote. He secured it. He already had Frank's vote and he secured that. Next up comes Kelly. Um, and, Kim, and, and Kelly basically says, you know, if, Kim, if you think you played with integrity... Um, you're lying to yourself. Um, your success came out at my expense. Ethan, you weren't really impressive either, so pick a number between one and a thousand. Um, Kim says three. Ethan says 888. Um, obviously, Ethan was a little bit cheesed that Kelly even went here. I guess, you know, she did actually have a number. She's going to reveal that in her voting confessional. Ethan obviously should have said four um, to, to ensure that he had the most likely chance at it, um, but whatever, so... Ethan will win this vote. I, I don't I don't love when people do the number thing. I kind of tend to agree with Ethan here. Um, so it looks like he won over Kelly's vote here. Um, Kim Powers, who on the jury made you learn the, the most and the least about yourself? Um, Kim says, I learned the most from you, um, which was a great answer, right? Kim does a really good job winning over Kim Powers' votes here, and it's three to two uh, for Ethan here. So Kim, Kim has a shot. Um, Ethan says he learned the most from Teresa, another great choice. Ethan's going to win over this vote. Um, and he learned, and he learned at least from Kelly, um, because he didn't take enough time to get to know her. So a great job of securing Kelly's vote there as well. Um, oh, and yeah, Kim Johnson said she learned the most from, she learned the least from Tom, which is, is the right way to go. Just keep dunking on him. Um, Tom says, even if a hyena came through our camp, ate our mush, dumped it out, and then licked its hiney, um, was it its instinct or did it just want the taste of mush out of its mouth? Um, and they both, like, Ethan's laughing. He knows it's a joke. Um, Kim is trying to answer it seriously. Um, but I, I, no real time spending on that answer. 
Ethan has won the game at this point. He has Lex's vote, Frank's vote, and, and Kelly's vote, unbeknownst to him, and now he has Tom's, and he's going to confirm T-Bird's um, through his answers. T-Bird says, if you could take back anything you said, what would it be? Um, and they both kind of say they wouldn't sell Kelly out as much as they did, or they, they would come to her defense more at the final night. Um, so that that's pretty much it, right? Ethan came in with almost all the votes. He lost Brandon and Kim Powers and really only got Kelly's because of a number thing. So not a great performance overall. Um, I, I think Kim Powers could have gone either way. I can't blame Ethan too much for that. But the Brandon thing was a misstep for sure. Um, in terms of some of our voting confessionals, Brendan says, This is a pretty funny game because I came here, I knew my question was totally just a way for me to get one last jab at Frank. I totally was going to vote for Ethan without even thinking about it, but you know what? Ethan was so stupid, he slammed me on my own question. So you don't slam somebody on their own question and say you would be the least likely to pick that person and then expect them to vote for you. So Kim's just as deserving as Ethan, and it's kind of cool that a 56-year-old woman did really well. So And she didn't slam me on my own question. Dumb Ethan, so stupid. Um, so probably my fan, favorite Brandon moment of the season was this confessional. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with that. Um, and then Kelly says, this is like this weird quote, Benjamin, isn't there something you want to... And then Jeff gets back with the voting urn. Um, pretty seamless transition. I think once he gets back with the voting urn, this is where the live part starts. Um, but I'm still not certain of it because they do a pretty good job transitioning. Um, but you can tell everyone looks a little bit different, but the, the stage and, and the outfits are set up pretty accurately, I think. Um, and Jeff does this weird thing where he gives them a chance to get anything off their chest, um, as if these two are going to say anything. Um, Kim says she was scared most of the time. Ethan says he wasn't thrilled about Kelly doing the number thing. Whatever. Um, so they read the votes. Um, and, and again, they're still keeping up the charade that they're they're in Africa still. Because um, everyone still has the same clothes. It, it's pretty seamless. Um, so we get a Kim and Ethan. Kim, Ethan, Ethan. The winner of Survivor Africa, Ethan. He lets out a big scream. We hear the audience cheer. Um, and they pan out to reveal that they actually are alive. And I gotta say, you know, pretty well done. Um, I, I, I can't say I was fooled because I knew they would switch. Um, but they do a good job. Like I, I really tried to find the moment when they switched. Um, and it wasn't completely obvious, so, I mean, good job on them. Um, but yeah, so Ethan wins the season. Um, huge celebration from him, so he does end up getting the votes of Frank, Kelly Lex, T-Bird, and Tom. Um, and so yeah, I can talk about the reunion really quickly. Again, I'm getting tired of Bryant. It wasn't really anything notable here. Um, we got, you know, he was really likeable. Really likeable. Um, sorry, Lex was really likeable. Sorry, Kim tells us that everyone out there really liked Lex. I'm kind of just going rapid fire on the main points that I wrote down from the reunion. Definitely not work, worth talking about all of it. Um, they discussed Beansgate. Clarence was funny when he said, I haven't seen white people this mad since OJ got acquitted. Um, and Tom respects Clarence taking it like a man. I guess them two have a good friendship now. Um, again, Brian Gumble, he I'm, I'm tired of him. I'm glad this is going to be his last run. He calls Ethan, Ethan Zorn. Um, and so he's, he's never watched the season. Um, they show Lindsay's audition video, which Bryant seems to really like. I don't know what she thought she was signing up for. Um, they talk, they're able to talk about the edit and the production a little bit more with, with Bryant than they do with Jeff, um, which is kind of cool. Like, they can talk about, oh, you know, I, I don't like the way I was portrayed. I do, um, because there isn't anyone from production involved. Um, so I found that kind of cool because they don't go there with Jeff. Um, Bryant says to Kelly, you wanted to go on, like, 
not as the villain like Jerry, not like the not as the innocent one like Elizabeth. And, and Kelly's like, yes, exactly. And then Brian's like, oh, not as a dumb one like Amber. And it's like Kelly never said anything about Amber. Brian just added in the dumb one like Amber for no reason, just dunking on Amber. Um, so so tough tough break for Amber here because that's not what I don't think Kelly agreed with that. And I don't think that was Kelly's intention. Um, she did say that she didn't want to be the villain woman like Jerry or the innocent one like Elizabeth, which is a good thing, right? Like she wanted to play a different archetype as a young girl. Um, but just weird how Bryant decided to take a jab at Amber like that. Um, Tom gets up, does a big song and dance. It was funny. I just have no idea why. Bryant tries to see Kim Powers' abs, even though she's wearing a dress. Brian Gumbel is just so bad as a host here. Um, and then we get a small season four preview of them going to Marquesas for the next season. Um, they'll be given no food or no wa- no food, no water, and no fire. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch for sure. That's pretty much the reunion. Nothing really notable there. I just kind of wanted to yada yada through that so we can talk about um, all of this season as a whole. What, what I think of these players, what I think of you know our winner rankings and stuff like that. Um, so let, let's kind of get into these player rankings, right? And so as I, let's, let's recap what the player rankings were like before the season. Um, and I'm really only play, including players that will either come back for a second season or have a, like a sort of notable legacy. Um, so let's start from number one. I have Tina, then Richard, then Colby, Sue, then Rudy, Elizabeth, Kelly Wigglesworth, Keith Famey, Colleen, Roger, um, Scoopin, Lewis, Je- sorry, Scoopin, Jenna Lewis, Jeff Varner, Alicia, Jervis, Amber, Jerry, Sean, Kniff, Greg, Buis, and then Kimmy Kappenberg. Um, and I did move um, um, Michael Scoopin down a bit just because I had him, I think, right below, right above Kelly Wigglesworth, I think, and I think that was a bit too high. Um, I, I was thinking about it, and I don't know if I feel good about putting Michael Scoopin like above people like Colleen and and, and Roger, who I, I think played better than Scoopin. Um, and again, even just given who Scoopin is, if I want to move him up from Philippines, I'll move him up then. Um, but I did knock him down a couple couple notches on wet retrospect. So let's get into where these Africa contestants fit in here. Um, so I mentioned that I have I put Kelly Goldsmith right in between Kelly Wigglesworth and Keith. I think that's a good spot for her. Um, obviously, she came ninth, so we don't see a ton from her, but I think she has huge upside. upside. She really knows the game. Um, and I, I, she has a legacy, um, and I definitely think she's a better player than Keith. Um, at this point, for like whenever I add a one-time player onto the list, um, they're probably going to be better than Keith. Um, that's kind of my, my check mark. And anyone who gets added to the list and below Keith... Um, is either going to be like a runner-up, like maybe like a Clay from Thailand might be below Keith, um, or or I'm only adding them because I know they're going to come back. Um, all right, and then so that was Kelly Goldsmith. I have her in 13th right now, and then I'm, I'm going to put. So I, I landed last episode um, putting T-Bird in between Sue and Rudy, and I think putting Tom in that spot as well is probably where I want to go. Um, I'm going to put Tom just above T-Bird in spot number 7, and I'm going to bump T-Bird down to spot number 8. Because um, I think they're both kind of in between that Sue and Rudy range. I, th- I could maybe see Tom going a bit above Sue, um, but if, if I do that, I'll, I'll change that after all after all starts. Because um, I do think Tom probably has more of a winning percentage, um, but he doesn't really have a path. 
Um, and I do think Stu's run in Borneo is, is pretty impressive. So maybe I'll amend that after, after All-Stars if I continue to think about that. But right now, I have Sue at 6, Tom at 7, T-Bird at 8, and Rudy at 9. And then let's get to the top here. Um, so as, I, as I've said, I think Ethan is the, the third best winner we've gotten so far. Um, so he's not going to crack that top two of Tina and Richard. Um, and I do think Lex is right behind him. Um, so I have, I am going to give Ethan the edge here because I, I do think at, at the end of the day, with maybe only a couple except, exceptions, the best player wins the season. Um, so I, I am going to put Ethan at three and I'm going to put Lex right behind him at four. Um, but both of them, I think, are ahead of Colby. I, I do think they, they both play a better game than Colby does, um, but I don't think they play a better game than, than Rich does. So I have my three winners in the top three spots. So I, I'll recap this list here. I have Tina at one, Richard at two, Ethan at three, and then I have Lex at four, Colby at five, Sue Hawk at six, T-Bird at seven, Tom, Big Tom at eight, Rudy at nine, Elizabeth at 10, Kim Johnson. Oh, I didn't talk about Kim Johnson. Um, so I think she's better than Keith. Um, I think she's better than Kelly Wigglesworth by a bit, but I don't think she, she's better than, than Rudy Elizabeth or Elizabeth. So I do have her landing at 11, um, right below Elizabeth. So yeah, so Elizabeth at 10, Kim Johnson at 11, Kelly Wigglesworth at 12. I, I, I went for a while whether I thought Kim Johnson or Kelly Wigglesworth played a better game. Um, I ended up thinking Kim Johnson played a little bit better. Um, and I'll talk about that in a little bit more as well. So I have Kim Johnson at 11, Kelly Wigglesworth at 12, Kelly Goldsmith at 13, Keith at 14, and then from then on, it's it's the same list. So no real additions to the bottom. I could have added like a Kim Powers in there if I wanted to, um, but I, I just, I'm not going to add every single player. I already have 26 people um, after three seasons, and I definitely want to keep this list a little bit more refined, so I'm going to keep it there for now. Um, so my winner rankings, I have Tina as the best, Richard right behind her. Again, those two are, are tight. I still feel good about putting Tina ahead of Richard, um, but those two are tight, and I don't think Ethan is better than either of them. Um, runners up, um, I, have, I have Colby at number one. I do think his Australia game is, is better um, than either Kim or Kelly, um, but I do have Kim Johnson at number two, and that's mainly because Kelly, like, sure, Kim Johnson probably would have gone home at both four and three, but Kelly would have gone home at like six and five and four and three so that's really the deciding factor for me i also feel like kim johnson did a bit more for her game she never pulled the trigger but she was kind of looking at her options more and had a more strategic mind on her shoulders um and so again i don't think kim johnson is underrated or anything i definitely think second place is a dream come true for her um but i think her game is a little bit better than kelly wigglesworth in, in borneo um yeah, and that, that's pretty much it for my rankings. I'm not going to do the, the final Tribal Council performances anymore. I think that'll be way too arbitrary. Um, and I'm really drawing straws here. Like, how do I compare, like, uh, a Kelly Wigglesworth to a Clay Jordan? I don't know how to do that. Um, so I'm not going to do that anymore. Those are those are the rankings I'll do. Um, I might add in a Fallen Angel rankings at some point. It's pretty clear what it would be right now, though. It's Lex and Rudy and Keith. Um, that, that shouldn't be any sort of surprise. But maybe I'll... I'll consider doing that again once we see Kathy next season. Um, then in terms of my season rankings, um, which ones I like best, um, I am going to keep Borneo at number one. Um, I did like it more than Africa. 
Um, I think it just it has that nostalgia factor. It has like the classic season and the characters. Everything with Borneo is is a home run. Um, but I did like Africa more than Australia. Um, I do think the the higher highs, like that nine, the the final nine, final eight was better than the final nine, final eight of Australia, and the lows weren't as low. Um, even though the boring votes of Africa were more entertaining than the boring votes of Australia. Um, and although we don't have those classic characters, uh, I think I was more excited on average to, to re-watch Africa than I was on Australia, um, just on the episode-to-episode basis. So those are my season rankings. Again, I'll have all of this in the show notes, all my rankings, all my player rankings, everything, will all be in the show notes on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. So go check those out um, if you have a hard time keeping track of what I'm doing here. And that's pretty much it uh, for Survivor Africa. That, that, that's kind of a nice bow on it. Um, so I'm done talking about Survivor Africa now. Um, I'm going to continue talking about Survivor South Africa. Or, or, yeah, Survivor South Africa Immunity Island that's going on right now. I would have just released um, episode my episode 4 recap. Um, or No, I'm about to m- release my episode 4 recap later on this week. Um, and then on Monday, I will start talking about Survivor Marquesas. So super excited to talk about that season. Um, and yeah, I haven't, I remember probably not very much of that season. I, I remember the big things, you know, the, the fall of the road to four, um, and then a bit about the end game and Vesepia's win, but I'm definitely excited to go back, um, and, and see where everyone lands on my rankings and, and everything about that season. My original hope was to continue, um, grinding through these podcasts and have all stars done by the time Survivor 41 comes back. I plotted it out. I just don't think that is, is doable. Um, unless I'm crushing like three episodes of, of Thailand per podcast. Um, but that's not something I want to do. Um, my initial premise of this podcast was just to do one or two episodes of a podcast, and I don't want to rush through it, especially when we get to seasons like like Amazon and Pearl Islands and the All-Stars. I don't want to have to rush through that stuff. Um, so I believe I should be able to get through Amazon by the time Survivor 41 comes on, and then I will do um, Pearl Islands and All-Stars between 41 and 42. So that's the plan. Um, thank you so much for, for keeping track um, of this podcast and, and listening along. Um, make sure to share it with any of your friends, um, any of the Survivor fans that you know. Uh, this is obviously a great time to to get listening on the podcast as I start through my Survivor Marquesas watch. Um, so thank you so much for listening to all my coverage on Survivor Africa. This has been the Worth Playing for a Podcast. I will see you next time.